0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George.
1: And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me.
0: This is day 17 of season 99. First question asks us for the primary ingredient in vichyssoise.
1: Potatoes. Uh, I have uh, I was thinking about the fact that I have actually had vichyssois. It was one of those things that I feel like in the 80s, let's say, was just the height of elegance. If you wanted to make a reference to something that was perhaps overly fancy or fussy, mm-hmm. you might talk about Vichy Um And I think I had it at the um, uh, one of the clubs that my great uncle belonged to in Grand Rapids. Mm. And it was... Precisely the type of thing that you would get fed at a country club in, you know, late eighties or whatever, um uh, fancy style. Um and so yeah, I just know that this is a, a chilled potato soup. Um it is quite tasty. It's it's very lovely if it's well done. Um and so yeah, I just I, I know this one, I've actually eaten it, and uh I put down potatoes.
0: Uh, I have not eaten it, but I've heard many jokes about cold... <laughs> I heard the Vichy this is cold potato soup. What the <laughs> hell are you trying to put over on me? That sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I figured that was this. Uh, I have no idea what the M. Parmentier's culinary legacy thing is. Mm. Uh, but I, I figure it has something to do with potatoes. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that offhand myself. Yeah. Anyway. But that was the correct answer. Question two asks us to name a uh, calculating device invented in the early 17th century, um, or excuse me, uh, name the device that uh, the 17th century invention called Napier's bones and another device kind of supplanted or improved upon.
0: Uh, So you read me a thing about Napier's bones like two days ago.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um, I will say, however that it did not really specifically say that they replaced this thing. Mm. Uh, what it said was Napier, whose first name I've forgotten, Joshua? I don't know. Uh, Napier invented the logarithm. Okay. Um, or codified it, at least. And Napier's bones was a way to calculate using logarithms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I believe the device invented later in that century was the slide rule. Okay. Or predice- uh, the Pascaline, I think, maybe the uh, predecessor of it.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, of what we now think of as the slide rule. Um, but all I knew was, okay, well, this was some kind of counting sticks. Uh, mm-hmm. So did that, imp- you know, what's another mathematical device that's, you know, 5,000 years old? And I figure, well, it's probably the abacus. Uh, I admit I don't. Think of the abacus as being an Egyptian or Babylonian thing. I think of it as being more East Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, but for lack of anything else, and I, you know, I actually thought about, well, is it counting sticks? Is that a thing? I feel like that <laughs> might be a thing. I don't, I don't remember. But mm-hmm. I just, I, I kept coming back to this is probably the abacus.
1: Yeah, this one is just such a face palm for me because I totally remember that article too, but I got. The, the kind of conclusion of it switched around. I remembered about Napier's bones and logarithms and somehow converted that to it being something that supplanted the slide rule. Because I, kind of like you, I, yeah. I still hadn't set down in my memory that the abacus isn't necessarily from East Asia, mm-hmm. though it's used there a great deal. Uh, and the article re- referred to that as well, as I recall. Um, but I put down slide rule because I just, I, somehow inverted that in Mm. the task of conveying uh, that very article directly to you. It just kind of went in your ear and out my other, I think. (laughs) Um, And so I put down slide rule, darn it.
0: It was abacus. It sure was. Question three asks us, who was China's paramount leader from 1978
1: to 1989? Well, uh, luckily this is one that i have uh reread about recently because of you know different uh the, to some extent like the uh, the uh current leader of china the, the she is um kind of hanging on to leadership and mm-hmm. pushing out people who represented some of the old guard mm-hmm. and who um you know, might be considered, uh, disagreeing with him, I suppose. Um, and so I've, I've read a little bit about the different transitions of power in China, not that long ago, like within the last couple of months. Um, plus which if we're talking about, uh, the period of basically the eighties, I can, uh, you know, one of the superpowers that kids like us might've had back then is, if you imagine a question being asked in an NPR voice, then you'll probably <laughs> trigger the memory of who is the person in the 80s that you would hear about on the radio as your parents were listening to it in uh, the kitchen or whatever as you know dinner prep was going on. Um, and so that's a very long way of saying I knew this was Deng Xiaoping. <laughs> um, but I had had a couple of – I had a recent reminder – Plus, um, you know, the fact that this is world history of the 80s, which I did kind of absorb over time from my parents, you know, news listening habits at the time. So that's what I put down.
0: Uh, I thought of Deng Xiaoping as I was going through Chinese leaders in my head. And I thought, no, I feel like he was after. He he was later. Uh, I thought maybe he was between Jiang Zemin and uh, Xi Mm. Jinping. Uh, the current guy, who, as you say, has been in there for, like, 15 years now? More than a decade. Like, a good while. Like, rather longer than most of his predecessors. Uh, as you see here, this one, you know, served for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm just... You ever have one of those mornings where you're just running, we didn't start the fire through your head, hoping to have it trigger <laughs> something? Uh, finally, it did. Uh, specifically, Zhou Enlai. Oh. Uh... Who, uh, it, as it turns out, well, that's that's what I finally said because I said, "Yeah, Chinese leader." I feel like post Mao. Sure. You know, uh, seventy-eight to eighty-nine. Yeah, okay, that that might fit. Sure, we'll go with that.
1: Okay, it was Deng Xiaoping, though.
0: Yeah, Zhou Enlai was before even uh, Mao's designated successor. Oh, so I, I, I. Don't know, uh, I don't know when Mao, like, departed the scene,
1: hmm.
0: uh, for that matter. I would, but, uh, En Lai was, like, a dozen years before, uh, in power from, like, the late 60s until 76, or thereabouts. Okay. When I believe he died. Huh. So, yeah. I completely boned that one.
1: Oh, well. We will move right along to the one that I boned, uh... Which is uh, asking us to give, question four is asking us to give the name of uh, music albums uh, that are shared by Morgan Wallen and Michael Jackson and a comedy album by Bill Hicks.
0: Okay, so I figured the best way to do this is go through Michael Jackson albums. You got Off the Wall, you got Thriller, you got Bad, you got Dangerous. And I feel like there was another one but that I couldn't think of and still can't. <laughs> um, it may have been posthumous, even, but, like, those were, the, like, the big four. Okay. Um, so then I had to turn it around and think, okay, uh, what would a couple of total douchebags name their albums? <laughs> and while I loved Bill Hicks, mm. and I believe he was a massive influence on comedy, uh, and I am sorry that he died so early, he was a douchebag. Mm. He was a douchebag who was pointed the correct way. He was the James Carville
1: of <laughs>
0: 80s comedy. Um, and that it was better to have him facing the enemy than not, but sure. huge douchebag and Morgan Wallen, utter douchebag. So which of those four things are they going to call their album? It's going to be either bad or dangerous and it's going to be dangerous mm-hmm. because Bill Hicks was never going to name his own album bad. <laughs> so I said dangerous.
1: Yeah, this one, I, uh, that is the one title of Michael Jackson albums that I don't really have committed to memory. The one that I did remember that came, I think, after that was History, which I thought, is that a plausible album for either of these guys, too? Sure. That sounds right. And I, kind of like you said, I felt like Bad is one that they wouldn't, um, you know, just straight up call, either of them call their albums. Mm. Um, just that, you know, that... The ironic use of bad that Michael Jackson applied to his album was kind of out of vogue, you know, I, as far as I recall, by the time that Bill Hicks or Morgan Wallen were putting out theirs, mm-hmm. like it, it would have been kind of um, uh, cringy, as the kids would probably say today, to call their albums that at this point. So, um I thought History, though, that sounds, yeah, sure, why not? That sounds like a perfectly good name for either of these. Um, it's relatively generic, but it seemed like it uh, could certainly apply, so that's what I put down.
0: It was dangerous. Yep. And you were right, History was after that one, yep. and I am very glad that I did not think of his last studio album, which was Invincible, because ah. I absolutely could see Wallen yeah, and yeah. Hicks both using that. So Probably so. <laughs> Question 5 asks us for a title character featured in blockbuster films, 10 in all, uh, throughout the 21st century.
1: Right. Um, and it noted that there were releases in 2021 and 2023, so kind of thinking back to the movies that I've seen, and I, I, I figured I must at least know about these. So um, it didn't take me very long to think about, well, it's a title character, probably superhero movies is a good bet like what else has 10 installments but like fast and the furious which doesn't have title characters other than as allegories i guess (laughs) um and so uh spider-man came to mind after that just because i thought you know i've seen the spider-burst movies came out this year and one came out a couple years prior and um so i thought Yeah, that sounds about right. They keep rebooting this property, Hmm. uh, no matter how many uh, iterations it has, in how many, you know, in within, you know, a little over two decades. So, um, yeah, I put down Spider Man. I was tempted to spell it Spider Man because that's always (laughs) fun without the hyphen, Um, but I did put the hyphen because just, you know, just to be persnickety about it, I guess.
0: Yeah, Uh, I rejected superhero movies because I couldn't think of a superhero that had ten movies. Ah. Um, so I had to think, okay, what's a franchise that's had ten movies and a title character, and you know, well, it's not James Bond. Jason, it's not Freddy Krueger, those are all much earlier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think only Jason has gotten to ten on those. Alright. Oh, um So but then I thought, you know what just came out, I think, is the 10th Saw movie. Oh. And technically the title character would be jigsaw okay even though hasn't i don't i don't think that particular character per se has appeared in all of the movies he was supposed to have died after like the third or fourth one and then Ah. there's like another one and time jumps and stuff like that okay Uh, but for lack of anything else i said jigsaw
1: it was in fact spider-man
0: yeah yeah Yeah. because i Comp- that Part of it was I, I couldn't remember a movie that had come out this year other than ah. the new Saw movie <laughs>
1: um,
0: that was part of, you know, that big a franchise. I was like, well, it's not Top Gun. It's not Mission Impossible. Uh, but, yeah. And I completely forgot about the animated ones.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's and, weirdly, like, it's not quite a franchise in the sense that they're, like, mm-hmm. different yeah. they're they're not part of a, a singular right. unbroken series they're,
0: they're they're explicitly different universes yeah uh, especially with the most recent live action one mm-hmm. where uh, the previous actors come in as Spider's man from different universes <laughs> so yeah oh well
1: yeah the, it occurs to me it did cross my mind to consider whether this was Batman mm. actually and I just because like you went and saw, the, some an animated Batman thing with mm-hmm. with our daughter. Yeah, this yeah, past just over the weekend. weekend yeah, and, that's true. Um, and there've been like the Lego Batman. Yeah, movies. that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't so, even think of like different medium. I, I'm suspecting that might get a few people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll be most common wrong answer, but uh, but it, it occurs to me that was. But they've been making those
0: it. movies since the 80s.
1: Yes, that is true. Ditto, it's Superman. Going long, so, much. Yeah. yeah. Much well, we'll longer. Finally, question six asks us, essentially, what is the smallest of Canada's three territories?
0: I am annoyed at Canada now. <laughs> Entire bloody country. As I, I never realized this. I, I could see it on a map in my mind. And the smallest one is the one on the left. Okay. All territories are up north. Yeah. None of it is on the right. And mm-hmm. it's very big.
1: No, some of it is on the right.
0: <laughs> and it's got a lot of islands. So that yeah, kind of worried yeah. me, like, hmm, does that count? And of course the Mercator projection makes things all skewy, but yeah. they're they st- they're still all basically at the same latitude. And then the middle one is bigger than the one on the left. Uh huh. And the one on the left is clearly the northwesternmost one. You should think. Therefore it's the northwestern territory. Mm. And that's what I put down.
1: Ah. That's that's root of Canada. I can't disagree. I am saying. Um, yeah, so this one, I, uh, I, you know, I, I've used uh, songs, uh, like mnemonic kinds of songs to help me with a fair number of trivia things, particularly the states, because I have, you know, a song I learned in elementary school that lets me know uh, the 50 states in alphabetical order. And for this one the mnemonic song that i know of is the toronto song by three dead trolls in a baggie um which i i hope all of you have heard because it's hilarious um and and maybe it's extra hilarious because we're sort of like you know uh, canada's you know suburb here in detroit basically mm-hmm. um but what it got for me on this question is to remember which ones are the 10 provinces because mm-hmm. I wanted to sort that out and make sure I'm not thinking of like, is Prince Edward Island, you know, figuring in here, is that a territory or province? I'm pretty sure that's a province on its own, even though it's fairly small. Um, and uh, so I go through and uh, uh, think of this song in my head you know, as, I hate Newfoundland because they talk so weird and Prince Edward Island is too small. Nova Scotia is dumb because it's the name of a bank. New Brunswick doesn't have a good mall. It's it's all about why (laughs) all the provinces and uh, territories are terrible in Canada um, for all these, you know, spurious reasons. But anyway, they go through the 10 provinces and they just group the territories. And as for the territories, they're too cold. Um, So they're all, you know it helps me eliminate the province names and think about just that there are the three territories and they're all in the same area because I couldn't like, my my brain wouldn't kind of consolidate that for me. So then I said, okay, there's three of them up there. And previously I could only think of Yukon and Nunavut. Um, And then that kind of tripped for me like, oh, there's the Northwest territories up there too. And so if I'm picturing those, I know Yukon is the one that's sort of like closest to Alaska because mm-hmm. the Yukon um and then Nunavut is on the eastern side i remember that so that must be the northwest territories in the middle and i think yukon is that is the smallest one you know just kind of visualizing it in my head um half the size like less than half the size seemed still weird to me but um you, you know as you said we see a lot of these things in mercator projection or just in kind of a weird you know flattening out the map makes it all look very weird so um I thought well I think that kind of vaguely rings a bell as like yeah Yukon is the smallest territory does that sound right I think so I guess we'll go with that
0: and that was correct
1: woohoo but also boo Herumph. and herumph.
0: cause I got three
1: I got all of four out of this one um I don't think I would have well I I have very I, I'm going to be face palming for the, re- the weekend I think mm. over the abacus one because mm. I like I said I thought it was so quirky and interesting and I read it out loud to you and thought oh I better I'm sure I even said like we should keep this in mind for trivia purposes. Mm-hmm. It's a great trivia kind of yeah. This question. Nap-
0: yeah you did Napier invented the logarithm mm-hmm. though it was the thing we took it away took away from it
1: exactly exactly. Um, Not
0: so much about the bones.
1: It does make me wonder if I've stumbled upon one particular bit of Thorsten's reading material <laughs> because did he pick this question because he looked at the Shady Characters blog, <laughs> which is doing uh, a sort of advent calendar like set of posts this month that are about calculation devices um and so this was the most the most recent one or maybe there's one today i haven't looked but um but you know go check that one out that's it's a really well written blog if you haven't seen it it was originally about typesetting and the different sort of special characters quote unquote that you might find on the keyboard like the hashtag or the ampersand or just all those different things. Um, so there's a nice backlog. If you haven't checked it out, it's pretty interesting. Um, I am, I'm not a paid endorser of shady characters, but it's, it's a very fun um, and usually uh, intriguing and quirky um, blog to take a look at.
0: We'll drop the link in the show notes.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be good.
0: Well, that's it for today. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. Uh, follow us on Blue Sky at learned lag without with all the vowels. And remember
1: <laughs> Don't forfeit.
0: Don't cheat.